Hello and welcome to the Evolve with Chelsea podcast. My name is Chelsea and my aim is to help women find their own approach to fitness, food and feeling their absolute freaking best. The reason I want to do this is so that they can take back their confidence and they can start believing in themselves again. So if you're interested in working with me and you want to find your own approach to fitness, food and feeling your absolute freaking best, just click the link in the show notes below. I hope you enjoy the episode. Hello ladies and welcome to this check-in. There's lots of questions and lots of, lots of things that I want to go through so as always um, I'm pretty excited to do this check-in and it was also nice to see everybody out last night on the community catch-up call. Um, so yeah that was also like a nice start to the week but I just wanted to say congratulations to the ladies on the Evolve and Six program. They have completed their first week um, and it's been great having them in the group. And also, I just want to say thank you to my current clients in terms of the um, Evolve group who are just so freaking supportive. Having you there um, to help guide them, support them, reassure them, um, be their biggest cheerleader, I think is just such a nice way um, for them to kind of get through their first week. So I just want to say thank you to all the Evolve ladies on the group program. Um, one thing I kind of just wanted to quickly touch on um, at like first, I guess. Also, by the way, it's 7am. So sorry if my words get a little bit mumbled. Haven't yet had a coffee, but I wanted to get this bloody out here because, you know, I'm going to get my freaking lights fixed. Fingers crossed. I hope you all pray that it's only a bloody bulb and it's not two complete new lights because that'll go from like freaking probably a hundred quid to a couple of hundred. So here's to keeping a positive mindset about it and I will update you. Um, but what I wanted to talk about, and this is only stemming because I know from like last week, um, you know, I think it was a bit up and down for a few people um, just with how life can be so freaking chaotic. And one thing I want you to remind yourself is, you know, even if you get to a Wednesday, a Thursday or a Friday, I don't want you to write your week off. OK, I don't want you to kind of like, you know, give up or throw in the white towel for that week because at the end of the day there's still a few days left and even if like your week went to shit right but then on Sunday you I don't know got your steps in or you felt like you ate well like you'll feel so much better for doing that so next time you feel like you're having a bit of chaotic week and just say you've not done any workouts and it's Thursday I don't want you to say oh you know this week's gone to shit um I've done no workout, so I'm just not going to bother. I don't want you to have that mindset. Again, like we spoke about the growth mindset versus the fixed mindset last night on the call. And in terms of this type of struggle of when this pops up, like a fixed mindset is someone who potentially will get to Thursday or Friday and think, fuck it, the week's gone to shit, I'm not even going to bother. And it's like, well, do you really just want to write the rest of the week off or do you want to potentially see what you can get done on you know, Friday, Saturday or Sunday. So someone with that growth mindset will acknowledge the fact that, yeah, the week hasn't gone to bloody plan, but it doesn't mean the rest of the week has to go to shit. And you know what, maybe you do just want to write that week off and that's fine as well, but just know you have that option. You don't have to, you know, let Friday, Saturday, Sunday completely slide just because the rest of your week hasn't gone to plan or because you haven't got your workouts in like at the end of the day we're showing up every day in some capacity um and if that means it's one day a week on the Sunday you're going to feel 10 times better for at least giving it a go and trying than completely writing it off and then kind of thinking right I'll get started next week okay there's it's like no time like the present all right so I thought I'd just kind of mention that just so that you know as we go through this week if you do get to Wednesday or Thursday you think shit uh, you know things haven't 
gone the way I hoped, I don't want you to think, well, this week's another write-off because it's not another write-off. The week ends on Sunday night. So you still have those few days to, you know, focus on one tiny thing each day that is going to allow you to feel, I guess, more um, quote-unquote on track or in line with your goals. So yeah, that is just a reminder. Right, so we're going to go through I share a couple of wins because, you know, I love sharing a couple of wins. Um, and also, as we spoke about last night in the call, like sharing these wins and me sharing them with the group and you putting in your Wednesday wins is about building your own self-confidence up and acknowledging these wins is exactly what's going to do that because you think, shit, yeah, actually I did do pretty well. Um, and ultimately what we want to do is build that self-confidence up so that you, I, I guess, um, feel more confident in terms of stepping out of your comfort zone or being able to achieve the things that you want to achieve because it's absolutely possible but you also have to have a bit of confidence in yourself so firstly we have Mira getting four out four workouts done in the first week solid effort we then have Lizzie water and sleep we've got Shannon completed three of her gym workouts um now, this was a really big one because um, I know Shannon said that, and this is normal for any woman, you know, kind of stepping into the gym is like having a bit of that gym anxiety. Like if you don't have a plan, if you don't really know what you're doing, it can be freaking scary to step into the gym and know what ex- like what exercises to do, what equipment to use. Like, you know, instead of just like, and this is what tends to happen when you don't have a plan, is just kind of like, you know, wandering around, doing bits and bobs, also a bit worried of thinking like is someone watching me like because do they know that I don't really know what I'm doing um but Shannon actually said actually having the plan there and you know the example videos help take all that anxiety away which I think is freaking amazing um you know I'm the biggest supporter of you ladies stepping out of your comfort zone and this is a perfect example of that because you know something as small as this and this is why I'm so big on it is like it's not necessarily like the um the actual thing like you know, getting into the gym and um, like getting into the gym and um, when, you know, it's a scary place, it's the principle of it. It's the principle that you did something that you were scared to do. You overcame that fear. And then this hopefully um, feeds into your own self-confidence again in the terms of, okay, well, I was able to kind of get over this fear and this hurdle. What else in my life can I look at doing this in? Do you know what I mean? So I think that's, amazing and I guess there's another one Anna proud for learning to ski again after a bad experience um she was terrified but pulled my big girl pants up and did it anyway it was great like this is a perfect example of a growth mindset and stepping out of your comfort zone and you probably will hear me talk about this mindset because I I honestly believe when you manage your mindset when you take control of your own mindset like the world is your oyster like opportunities are limitless you you can do anything you set your mind to um and often the reason why people don't achieve the goals they want to do or give up really easy is because they let their mind get the better of them and they they don't take control of their own mindset um and yeah like i said like and it could have easily never skied again okay because of that one experience and you know she obviously likes skiing she's had a brilliant bloody time but she didn't let that fear overcome her she stepped out of her comfort zone she freaking gave it a go and she had a great time so awesome we had nancy she did three workouts uh liz did three workouts completed all of her habits and ticked off all her habits win um and then we have fiona riding the emotional wave um grief hitting hard but going with it and coming out the other side for now 
this is a very like a, a difficult situation to be in and um you know everybody responds to these type of like these these emotional um situations very differently i completely appreciate that but a lot of the like the emotions we go through or the situations is is about riding that wave and i know for some maybe that seems like well that's not like that good of advice like what do i do with that this is a period of time and especially if you're going through grief or a stressful period at work or just like there's loads of shit going on as I spoke about in my podcast like sometimes there's nothing you can do literally nothing you can do physically like at all and in those moments when there's nothing you can physically do to change a situation all you can do is continue to remind yourself to ride the wave and for me now when I go through those situations that's as much as I need to keep me going because it's telling me that at the moment there's nothing I can really do to change this situation or to change how I feel and I don't need to change how I feel because my feelings are valid but what I do need to do is continue to ride the wave continue to try and do little things that make me feel better can continue to try and like live my life like as normally as possible because at some point you'll wake up one day or you know couple of weeks or whatever it is you'll wake up and you'll feel a little bit better and you'll think oh my god I'm so freaking happy I didn't let that you know those emotions consume me and dictate my actions and behaviors because you'd feel hell of a lot worse so riding that emotional wave keep doing it for you're doing freaking amazing we've got Kelly listening to her body and not feeling guilty about it then being able to get up the next day and do a workout steps freaking amazing and that's what like this is all about that's what our community is all about we're not fucking aiming for perfection you know coming away from the all or nothing mindset and setting unrealistic expectations if you want this to be a lifestyle a lifelong lifestyle day in day out then you're going to have days like this and you're going to have to listen to your body and you're not going to show up 100 percent. but we're not we're not here to show up 100 percent every day because it's impossible you know having a day off it could be the best thing that you need for your body and your mind so that the next day you get up and you give it a go because potentially, you know, if you tried to push through and it's hard because some days you can push through and some days you can't and that's going to be kind of up to you to make that decision. But I but I think you all know in yourself and I'm knowing myself that there's a difference between pushing through lack of motivation and just not being fucking asked to do something or pushing through like you're fatigued, you're tired, you've had a very stressful day or stressful week and, you know, mentally you just don't know you can do it. Like I, you're all smart enough to know the difference between those two um, and that's going to come down to you like recognising kind of what state you're in um, as to whether you push through to do a workout or you do something or you don't. And it's all about listening to your body. We've got Katie acknowledging that I was mindlessly eating at times. This is all coming down to like the fact that you've done the work you know you're checking in you're not just fucking going through the rat races of life and continuing to like repeat the same kind of struggles and mistakes like you're taking the time out you're giving yourself space to recognize okay well what is going on that I'm not overly happy about and then because you're being able to one acknowledge that whereas a lot of women um they know it but they don't acknowledge it if that makes sense with these like little struggles so to speak but you've acknowledged it um and then 
that way now you've done that you can think of like little strategies to put in place or just I think even so much as acknowledging it is enough sometimes like let's be honest we all freaking mindlessly when we're making dinner like it's just the norm like I, I'm I'm not gonna say to you okay this is exactly what you're gonna do so that you never do that again because well I'd be fucking lying okay because I do it all the time but do you know what I mean? I think it's different if every single day you're like eating half your dinner before you've even cooked it and your goal is weight loss. Um, with a lot of these things, it's there's not like one particular answer and it's a lot, which sounds a bit shit probably to you guys, is like it depends because it depends. Everyone's different. Um, everyone has different goals. You know, everyone leads different lives. Um, but I think, yeah, the fact that you're, you've noticed that that is something that you're struggling with means now that we can look at what could you do to try and help minimize that but actually with that like I think even the fact you've acknowledged it now right is maybe there's not even any strategies to put in place maybe the fact you've acknowledged it now means that next time you're cooking you're a bit more aware of what you're actually doing so then you're able to like pull yourself up a little more whereas like if you didn't acknowledge it, you'd probably continue to make dinner and shit like that and then just be picking and stuff. And then you don't really know how much of an impact that has, you know, potentially on your nutritional goals or your weight loss goals. But now that you know it, you're aware of it. When it happens again, you might be able to recognize, okay, look, I'm, I've been picking a little bit. I'm going to stop. I don't need all this. Dinner's in ready in bloody 30 minutes, you know? So that's a brilliant one. Now, um, there was, Haley said that um, she found it hard to think of a win this week because she thought she could have done better. Now, I went back through the messages because I was like, hell to the no. You would have 100% had a freaking win. Remember, wins don't have to be magnificent. They don't have to be fucking massive. A win is a win, the smallest win. Remember, we're feeding into that self-confidence. That's what we're wanting to do, recognizing how fucking far you've come. So I went back through the messages because I wanted to, and um, I looked at like what you had said over the course of the week. One, okay, You'd done three plus workouts. You told me that in your check-in, which is freaking amazing. Two, you had a freaking massive win last week in terms of your mindset and acknowledging just how freaking far you've come. The fact you've now created a healthy lifestyle, one that allows you to like feel your best, but also like you're able to enjoy social occasions, nights out without that all or nothing mindset, without waking up the next day and thinking I've fucked everything up. I'm going to just you know, not even bother for the next four days and then maybe I'll get back on it. Like your mind has changed incredibly. And the fact that one, you recognized how far you come last week, that is a win in itself. Because as I bang on about all the freaking time, once you control your mindset, once you, once you rewire it and you understand what it actually takes to achieve results, but also maintain and create a healthy lifestyle that you live lifelong, that's when you're able to stick at things. That's when a night out doesn't derail you from your progress that's when you can you know have an overindulgent meal and wake up the next day and think well yeah maybe maybe I could have made better choices but at the end of the day you know it's not like it's going to ruin everything I've achieved all week like your win is the fact that you've acknowledged how freaking massive your mindset has changed and I wanted to point that out because I knew you were going to have a win so I wanted to acknowledge that right gonna get into some struggles and then I've got some questions I just need to take a drink because obviously I'm talking non-stop mm. okay first struggle um someone wrote food steps and alcohol in terms of this right when you're doing your check-ins like for me that doesn't say it doesn't give me any context like what about your food did you struggle with was it 
breakfast, lunch, dinner? Did you go over your calories? Did you find you were snacking at a certain point in the day? Um, did you find that you were super hungry? Like, did you find getting enough protein in a struggle? Like, when you're checking in, make sure you tell me the why behind why this is a struggle because I can't, like, until I have context, I can't really give you any specific advice. Same with steps and alcohol, okay? Like, what about your steps? Did you find a struggle? Um, alcohol, like, did you drink too much? You know, did having alcohol... Um, impact your habits for the day or the next day like you know are you drinking three nights a week during the week and on the weekends like tell me more about your struggles because until I know that then I can't really um, give you any specific advice so um, if you want to chuck it in the group and just give me a bit more detail about this then um, I can help you a bit more and another struggle is really in pushing myself with the training and diet not 100% happy with my results but have lost two kilos for the last 10 days yay Okay, so obviously you're doing the right things to put you on the right path to losing, to achieving your weight loss goals, which is awesome, okay? But what I, these are the questions that I'm going to put back to you. What results are you wanting within 10 days? Then I want you to write down what result, like, like what results do you expect within just 10 days? Like at the end of the day, and you'll hear me talk about so much, like weight loss doesn't happen in 14 days okay it's like long-term maintainable weight loss doesn't happen in 14 days it just doesn't personally like I will never give someone say all right you're gonna lose this amount of weight in exactly this time because it's impossible for me to say that I would be lying because so many things are going to pop up over you know the course of the next four eight twelve weeks we like at the end of the day you you don't have control out of the outcome what you have control over are like the process the habits, the day-to-day habits that you need to be ticking off in order to get to the outcome. If you tick those off, then that's going to give you a better chance at getting to the outcome. But in terms of weight loss, right, weight loss happens over being consistently in a calorie deficit for a period of time. Your scale weight is going to fluctuate on a daily basis. It doesn't matter how good you've been. You could you could tick everything off. You could do your workout. You could do your steps. You could hit your calories. You get your protein. You can get your eight hours sleep. You could hit your one point five liters of water. You wake up the next day, the scales has increased. That's nothing down to you, but so many other factors. Like, did you eat salt? You know, did you um, have a higher carb meal? Did you drink alcohol? Was your sleep shit? Are you stressed? Are you coming onto your period? Like, your weight will fluctuate on a day to day basis. Um, so you have no control over that. But as I said, what you have control over is one, well, you need to be setting realistic expectations in terms of what you think is achievable in 10 days. And like, I'm going to be very honest with this stuff because you see all this shit online, these detoxes, these freaking skinny teas, like they say, right, drop six kilos in one week, or maybe that's the exaggeration, I don't know, but you know, freaking five kilos in two weeks. It's all a fucking lie. Because what happens is like in that case, you're reducing your food volume, you're reducing your carbs, you're reducing like salty foods, um, you know, probably alcohol. Your body retains water when you, one, eat food. It retains even more water when you drink alcohol, when you um, lack in sleep, when you're stressed, when you have carbs. So this is why when like, for example, women will remove carbs from their diet on this fucking diet that they've, you know, been promised they're going to lose all this weight. And because they've had minimal carbs for the week, they jump on the scales and it's, you know, gone down quite a lot. And they think, fuck yeah, this is it. This is, this is why I'm losing weight. It's because I'm not eating carbs. So this means I won't eat carbs for the rest of my life because I want to be, you know, getting to this weight. No, Han, 
the re- that's not fat that you've lost that's just water retention that's no longer there because one you're not eating carbs and two if you're on a fucking skinny tea diet well you're not eating any food like and so your water isn't retaining that water to digest it so you cannot I I cannot stress this enough and I know it sounds a bit like la-di-da but you cannot be focusing on the outcome when it comes to weight loss that gets you absolutely nowhere and also you need to be setting realistic expectations about what you think is achievable like how much weight you think you're going to lose in 10 days. Um, And I know I've just gone on a bit of a rant with that, but it's so important because too many women get fixated on the outcome and forget about the fucking shit in in between that's actually going to help them get there. And then they don't get there and they think, oh, well, I'll never find anything that works. Well, you didn't, you're not focusing on the right things. You need to focus on the day-to-day habits. It sounds boring, but you cannot, without those and without learning how to implement those into your lifestyle, you will not lose weight. You will, okay, maybe you could, you will not know how to maintain that weight loss. And at the end of the day, women don't just want to lose weight for a couple of weeks and then put it back on. Like, how shit's that? You want to lose the weight, but going through the process allows you to learn how to maintain that weight loss. So that is that. Right, next question. Um, Break, well, uh, next question, sorry, struggle. So breaking the habit of snacking in the afternoon and evening but I've now worked out a bigger and more protein-filled lunch stops this. Brilliant. Honestly, protein's a fucking game changer, okay? And it seems so simple, but, you know, if you've never really known about protein or what protein sources are or, you know, having more in each meal, when you do start doing this, you see a massive difference in your appetite, but also at the end of the day, like, protein's going to support the building and maintenance of muscle, which women need, to stay their healthiest and strongest self um, when you don't have protein. And also like knowing this, right, that's, you know, for women who make sure they get enough protein in their weight training, that's when they're going to see changes in their body composition. Um, you know, that's when they're probably, they're going to look a bit firmer. They're going to feel more toned. Um, they're going to feel, you know, feel a bit more comfortable in their clothes. Like, because they're, all these things go together, weight training, get enough protein in, um, etc. So well done on recognizing that. And then also managing tiredness when running every day without resorting to quick pick-me-ups. See, the thing is, is that like, I mean, when you are tired, when you are stressed, at the end of the day, our hunger hormones will be all over the shop. Like that's just the reality of it. Um, So in terms of this, then yes, being prepared for those, um, you know, afternoon dips or throughout the day dips is essential. Like if you know you get particularly hungry at a certain time in the day, you need to have some snacks or like a piece of fruit or a protein yogurt or, um, you know, some like, a you know, I don't know, chicken slices or something in the fridge handy ready, okay? So like, for example, for me, I know in the afternoons, like my energy dips, I get hella hungry. So if I don't have like potentially like, like I'll have like packets of Snacker Jacks, um, like this oat granola bar, these soft bakes like on hand, because if I have that dip, which I know I'm going to have that dip and you need to preempt these things. Like this is, this is why this whole like process is trial and error. And it's, it's really about understanding you, um, how you work, you know, the things that you struggle with, like, i.e. having dips and then being able to implement little things so that if that happens, you have the option. It's all about having the option. It's not saying you're always going to fucking do this because you won't, I don't. Um, but I think having the option there, um, allows you to make a more informed decision 
so hopefully that makes sense but I mean one obviously you said it was a bit of a struggle but the fact that you've recognized like how you can um improve that and what is going to help I think is awesome already so that's pretty cool right struggle I struggle with is feeling like I'm not doing enough and then I need to hit it harder to see results um so again this will come down to I guess like I think having this idea of what you should be doing or where you should be at and that's fucking down to social media and you know all that shit which is you can't get away from it unfortunately but I just like my questions to you and again when you ladies put these struggles in right a lot of the times I will um, come back to you with questions I'm not going to just straight away give you an answer because again your answer to my questions can dictate what I think could be like the best you know um solution for you so to speak but also as we spoke about last night in um you know the growth versus fixed mindset is reflecting if I just told you okay do this do this do this you wouldn't think for yourself you wouldn't have to sit down and reflect and say okay well why do I feel like this why is this happening if you're not reflecting you're never going to get to the root cause of how why you're feeling that way um and if you can't get to the root cause and then you're never going to kind of be able to work on it and overcome it. So that's why in a lot of like these check-ins, it's I put those questions back to you. When I put those questions back to you on the podcast, come back to me in the chat and answer them and then we can go from there. But it's to get you thinking. It's to get you coming up with your own answers and figuring out what you think is the real struggle or the real problem or why you feel that way. Because reflecting and acknowledging the th- in, in, and acknowledging these things is the only way that you're going to be able to overcome them and do the work on yourself because these mindset things you have to do the work on yourself especially if you've spent years being told fucking shit things and you know being hard on yourself and never feeling feeling good enough like it takes time to do this work but it involves reflection involves giving yourself time and space to think about it um but in terms of that particular struggle one why do you feel like this where do you feel like you should be what expectations are you setting for yourself who are you looking at either in your own life or on social media to say that you should be doing more that is a question what else do you feel like you should be doing like literally write it down write down what you did last week okay in terms of helping you move closer towards your goals you know did you do three workouts did you you know hit your calories on x amount of days did you how many steps did you get like write all those things down once you've written those things down I then want you to look look at it and think physically was there any more that I could have done like was there anything else that I was you know maybe I just couldn't be bothered to do that I could have done like and when I say physically is there anything more you could have done not in terms of like um going that extra mile like was there things that you thought maybe you half-assed a little bit or you didn't have the energy to do whatever it is that you felt like you could have done better like be honest with yourself but be realistic okay like if you you already work full-time you know you're working out three four times a week you're doing your calories you're hitting your steps like you know was there anything else you could have done okay so write those things down and of course let me know and I think just like Ash said did you try your best for the week like that's all you can freaking do if you don't feel you tried your best and again setting realistic expectations okay like I think you know and it comes up quite a lot like so you guys are so hard on yourself about what you feel like you should be doing and it's like well 
really like if you think about it was there anything else you could have done with the responsibilities with full-time work with everything else going on in your life and a lot of the times it's no because I know you're trying your best and your best looks different from week to week and that's absolutely okay my last question is like what results would you have wanted to achieve by now do you know what I mean if you feel like you should be doing more so that you can achieve faster results like what results do you expect that you should have achieved by now And then like we can see if your expectations are like the right word isn't right, but your expectations are realistic for what you feel like you should be achieving. So, yeah. Right. Next one. Um, Having so next struggle is just generally having time. And I think we all struggle a lot with this. One second, my recording only does 30 minutes. So I have to pause it and then start, like, go to a new one. So I'll be back in a sec, okay? Right, I'm back. Um, so, yeah, one of the struggles is, like, just having time. Um, and like I said in the previous bit, you know, this looks different from person to person. You know, if you're a mum who have kids who's trying to bloody full-time work, like, your time is definitely I guess um, more restricted compared to potentially like someone like mine who don't have kids Um, but I think instead of looking at like looking at it as in like um, I don't have a lot of time or like I don't have time to do x y and z look at where you can make the time in your week okay again setting realistic expectations you know you don't need to be doing four workouts three workouts if at the moment you're super fucking busy just do two workouts but it comes down to planning prepping and being freaking organized and as a mum, I'm sure you you know you ladies out there know that you have to be organized but things don't happen by chance you have to make time for these things otherwise there will be so many other things in your life that you prioritize over it but at the end of the day when it comes to looking after yourself and I'm not saying this is easy and it's something that you work on week to week but if you let everything else in your life come before you you will start seeing the negative impact it has on how you feel about yourself the relationships you have with your children your partner your work colleagues like you'll start just feeling shit because what you'll feel like is that you're giving so much to everyone else and you're getting you're doing fucking nothing for yourself and then you're feeling like shit and then that ends up impacting everything else around you and actually prioritizing yourself when you can and looking after yourself isn't selfish I think what oh god I was going to do another analogy (laughs) something about like you know if you look after yourself first and make sure you feel good and you're in a good headspace ultimately that is going to have a significant positive impact on everything else in your life do I mean like when you spend time with your children you know you'll potentially be I guess more appreciative or positive you know time with your partner you know with your work colleagues those type of relationships like everything get so much better when you're doing things for yourself and you because you feel like you're becoming the best version you possibly can be do you know what I mean you you feel good in yourself and when you feel good in yourself you have a much more positive mindset a much more positive attitude and outlook on life and situations um and I think that also stems into the fact that like if you do come up against struggles or um difficult situations when you're looking after yourself and you're feeling good like you're able to handle those situations much better better um because you are in that good mindset but like for example in terms of this like you know obviously struggling with time first of all is you, shit doesn't happen by chance you just can't hope for the best you need to sit down on a Saturday or Sunday and make time for these things workouts like 
just set yourself two to like begin with. Look at your diary. Look at when you're working. Look at when the kids are going to their activities. Then you look at and literally put it in your diary and say, I'm going to work out here. That's exactly what I do every week. Put all my non-negotiables in. I then sit down and think, realistically, when can I get this workout in? And I'll put it in my diary and then I'll schedule it in the app. Okay, that is what, and that, that way when you go into the week, you're not fucking huffing and puffing thinking, shit, when am I going to get all this done? You've sat down, you've realistically thought that is when I'm going to get my workout done and you don't have to worry about it anymore. Tick it up. Second thing, nutrition, like it doesn't necessarily require time, but it does require planning and a bit of prep. So like, for example, like sitting down on a Saturday and Sunday, quickly planning the meals. I mean, you're planning, you plan your meals probably for your kids and everything anyway. So do you know what I mean? You, you can have those same meals or you can plan what meals you're having with them. Um, and then just doing your grocery shop on the weekend, if you can, like I know, again, it takes a little bit of time, but the thing is, if you can set aside an hour or two over the weekend at some point, um, to just get a bit prepped and ready for the following week, your week is going to run a lot smoother, hopefully. (laughs) Um, and a lot of stress is going to be taken out of it. Like preempt things, get shit ready before that week you know, kind of comes into it because what it'll do is one, it'll save you a lot of guilt if you don't meet the expectations you've tried to set for yourself, but also like it actually will save you time in the week because you won't be getting home thinking, stressing out about cooking dinner, shit like that. Um, when you're, you know, it's a bit late, you've just got the kids home from after school activities. Like what you would have done or could have done is on the weekend when you planned your meals, you you know that on a Wednesday or Thursday, you won't get home till seven o'clock at night. This means you're probably not going to want to cook. So what you can do is buy one of those big family size, like shepherd's pies that you can just quickly chuck in the oven and Bob's your uncle, get a, you know, if you want to boil some veggies or get some steam fresh, then that's the meal done in what, not even, you know, 30 minutes or whatever it is. Um, and that takes the stress out of it. That reduces your time. Um, preempting things like that I think is going to be the best bet here and then yeah that's so that's probably my top pieces of advice I would say um obviously if there's anything else in particular make sure you just drop a message in the group um here we go uh worked out three where am I oh yeah yeah sorry one second where's me oh yeah here worked out three days in a row so last workout hard was hard going on upper body exercises especially the thing is doms is like inevitable especially if you start a new program um you know maybe you've significantly increased your weights um you just it's just inevitable and if you know for one week you had to train uh you know wednesday thursday friday all three days in a row like it's not it's not the end of the world do you know what i mean like it's not like it's bad for you yeah you may be a bit sore but in terms of feeling sore like the best things you can do is keep moving get those steps in because I think when we're sore, people tend to like recluse and like chill out and they think, oh, 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 you know, ache pains, I'll rest. No, hun, because that's going to make it worse. You need to get the blood flowing. You need to get the ex- oxygen flowing to try and help reduce some of that lactic acid buildup because that's just what it is. Um, and then, you know, getting your protein in, getting your water in, all those things and making sure you get enough sleep because that is when your body has time to recover. Um Doms are inevitable and I wish I could give you some magic advice, but I can't. Um, but strangely enough, they're quite I, I don't mind having dumb because I'm like, oh, it's like a physical sign that you think you worked hard, eh? Next one. Um, being there for others, two nights out in the past week to please other people. That's okay as I'm human too, but this will really store my progress. And I think this is like this is a difficult one. I think it depends on the situation and what you're being there for them for. Um but sometimes you have to put yourself first. I'm sorry. Like 
you can be there for someone and it doesn't involve going out and drinking and stuff like that. And this is something that took me a long time to realize, to be honest with you. But like one, prioritize yourself first. If you have goals and if you know this, you can say no to people. And this is it. Like I was used to be so freaking bad at this. I was a fucking people pleaser. I would say yes to everything and everyone. I would set no boundaries with anything. And then it just felt like so overwhelming. Like I was just being, like it was consuming me. And do you know what I realized is that you can say no to things. And like, if that person takes offense, well, sorry, but they don't respect you enough to, you know, kind of be okay with that. Um, Because at the end of the day, like for me, if, if I asked someone to do something and they said, oh no, X, Y, and Z, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be kicking up a hissy fit because I would think, right, that you're entitled to say no. Like there is no reason why you cannot. It's difficult when someone's going through a hard time, you feel like you want to obviously have to be there for them, especially if they're your friend. But the thing is, does that have to involve going out and drinking alcohol? I know sometimes, and like I used to be like that, that's what it normally would mean, but it doesn't have to. And I think when you're going through these type of like having to be there for someone, like remind yourself like of the intention behind the action. Like, do they want to go out and get drunk to forget about their problems and they expect you to come and do that with them? Or do they generally just want to have a chat to you and take their mind off things? And can that involve something, you know, like play, go for, you know, go bowling or, um, you go for a drink and that's it. You don't have to have anything else or going for a meal out and having a conversation and talking through things with them. Like remind yourself of the intention behind why you're being there for them. And then you get to choose how that looks in terms of whether it is going out. And sometimes it may be, and that's absolutely fine. But at the end of the day, you have goals. Um, you want to look after yourself. You know what's best for your own well-being, mentally and physically. And sometimes that involves setting those boundaries and saying, look, no, I, like I don't want to go out and drink, but why don't we go for a meal or, you know, and have a chat? Because at the end of the day, like if if that like that situation, like really that's probably all they need. They don't need to be bloody going out and drinking alcohol and shit like that. So with that, just remind yourself of the intention behind your action. And I think also learning to set boundaries with people. Initially, it's hard to say no, trust me, because you feel like the shittest person. You feel like they're going to hate you. You feel like people are going to think you're like, you know, not a a good person. And at the end of the day, it's like, you cannot live your life pleasing other fucking people because you won't be happy. And as soon as you start setting more boundaries, initially it's hard, it gets easier. And then people just don't expect those type of things from you. I.e., I used to go out and party like flat stick all the time. I, I used to be known as the party animal. Like my friends always knew I was up for a drink. When I first started trying to come away from drinking so much because honestly I felt like I was never going to be able to change it was really like I just repeat the same mistakes every weekend I never thought that I'd be able to get to this point where I can say no to like going out and drinking and which sounds really weird because I wasn't an alcoholic but like it was it was really um de crippling to think that I was always going to be like that and at first I had to avoid certain things because I just couldn't, I didn't want to get the backlash of people saying, oh, why aren't you drinking, blah, blah. But now my friends don't even fucking bother with me. Like if I say, if I'm not going to be there, if I say I'm not drinking, they, they don't even like blink an eyelid because that's just what they've gotten used to. And that's come with setting boundaries. So yeah. Um, next struggle. PMS has been absolutely kicking my ass this week. Ate too much. No energy. Hardly did any workouts or steps. Uh irritable and yeah just feeling like crap um have just accepted that I'm going to gain fat this week 
first of all, in terms of gaining fat, unless you've eaten an extra 7,000 calories over the course of the week, on top, let me tell you this, on top of your daily calorie target, you're not gaining fat, okay? So first of all, let's just get that bloody cleared up. Second of all, in terms of this, I'm thinking like maybe on the weeks, you know, you're going to get your period. Let's dial everything down. Maybe you don't work out that week. And actually what I will do is I'll create um, in the new workout library, I'm going to create some like zero energy or zero motivation workouts. So these workouts are going to be like just things to get your body moving that, you know, don't necessarily require like loads of equipment or like they're not like mentally challenging exercises you know they feel good because you're doing a little bit they're like just short and sweet um but they don't like going into them you don't think fucking hell I really do not have the motivation for this like you know it's purely about just getting the blood flowing getting those endorphins running a bit and making you feel better so I will put um some of those like zero motivation workouts in there um but maybe on these weeks when you're really struggling like don't don't worry about working out maybe it's like fully dialing it down like maybe it's a case of right that this week I'm not going to work out because remember that's not going to run all your progress obviously I know it makes you feel better but maybe this week you're like okay maybe I'll just focus on 5,000 steps every day just say that was it okay you're not working out this week but you're going to try and or you just focus on right I just need to get out for 10 minutes every day just to move my body like dial it down on those weeks you know that this is a time of the month that really you struggle with it's inevitable I mean I'm not sure if you've gone to see like the GP about it because obviously it's not PMS and like suffering with pain everything is not normal um but obviously it's common. Do you know what I mean? Um, and I think like on these weeks, it's like fucking dial everything down. Do you know what I mean? Like make sure you have portion sized chocolates in your house and you have one of those a day. Bring your calories like or don't even, you know, bring your calories up to maintenance and track on those days because then you know you're only going to maintenance. Um, and don't bother working out that week. Just um, focus on going out for a 15 minute walk every day. Like take, you know, set realistic expectations, dial it all down. Because I think by doing that on that one week, one, you're going to feel less skilled. You're going to be less harsh, harsh on yourself. You've already set expectations from the beginning. So it's not like you're going into that week thinking, um, these are all the things I should have done. And I got fuck all done and now I feel pretty shit about it. You know, right, this week is the week that class it as a quote unquote deload week, which is what like a lot of, um, you know, cro- uh, not CrossFitters, like Olympic lifters and like people who probably like are keen, keen, keen on the gym do every four, eight weeks or so. So they'll like smash three weeks of the month. And then on the fourth week, they'll have a deload week where maybe they're not training five days a week. They train two days a week and the workouts are significantly like less intensity or less less hard (laughs) that's not a thing but you know what I mean so like that week of the month treat it as your deload week um where really your focus is just getting out just for a walk and um having a chocolate like a portion size chocolate bar every day to like help feed into that little sweet treat um and just drop it down because then you're like I know I've got this week this is the week that I'm just gonna be kinder to myself I'm just gonna let things chill a bit because I need to meet myself where I'm at I need to listen to my body but that's absolutely fine because it needs it this week but I know that next week I'll be back into routine okay um so so another struggle still struggling with the back um see this is a difficult one because it's like 
when your back sore, obviously one, it's demotivating, but you're just constantly worried about it. Uh, in terms of this, what I would like, I guess, suggest would be um, just general daily movement. Like you don't have to think steps. You can think I like not, I need to get out for a 15 minute walk, you know, either in the morning, because I think when you wake up in the morning, um, that's probably when, well, I know when my back sore, that's when it's quite stiff because you've been laying down so either like trying to get up a little bit early and going for like a 10-15 minute walk in the morning before work can significantly help because it's going to reduce the tightness it's going to reduce the aches and pains like I know a few weeks back a bloody while I was sitting in my bed all day working and shit like that and my back was so so sore I felt fucking old ass (laughs) like a bloody I was broken and then I was like no I'm gonna go out for just like a 10 minute walk after 10 minutes, my back was way loose, eh? Like it was so much looser. So option one, get up maybe 10, 15 minutes earlier, go for that 15 minute walk in the morning to get that back just a little bit. I cannot speak this morning. Um, a little bit looser and uh, or less tight. And it's just going to help alleviate some of that pain. So even making sure you get enough sleep because at the end of the day, sleep is what your body needs in order to recover. Um, and also maybe at the moment it's like step away from the workouts but let's focus on um, maybe like a five minute stretch every single day like for your butt hamstrings and hips what I'll do is today I'll have a look um, on YouTube or something like that and then see if there's any like well I will find one for you um, like a five minute routine or put one in the app um, and every day like either after you walk or um, maybe like before you go to bed you do this five minute stretch routine because ultimately that is going to help to some degree and at least you know you feel like you're moving your body you're doing the things to help kind of alleviate the pain um and you're just again dialing it down for this week but I you know I don't know if you've gone to see someone about it I guess you'll have to see like how it goes I mean if it's still sore this week then potentially it's worth you know going to see um maybe like a physio or an osteo the thing is with painkillers they only mask the problem they don't solve it so your back might be sore but at the end of the day there's a reason why it is sore yes it could be the fact that you know if you're sitting down all day working um but I don't know if you've listened to that podcast that I did um a few like a couple of months ago really um I'll send you the link again but a lot of the time the pain that we experience isn't is isn't directly linked to an injury but there's a lot of uh, like underlying things that are going on that can um often cause that i.e stress uh lack of sleep you know loads of shit going on so i think let's just see how you go for the next week and keep me updated but i will find a stretching routine for you to do each day to see how we get on right we're going into the questions um one sec another drink of water first question can you recommend exercise from home for the inner thighs please I know this is probably not the answer you want to hear there is no inner thighs like the adductors like there's nothing that's going to one help you lose weight from that area at the end of the day you cannot spot reduce fat and that's a bit like you know you cannot um get particular exercises to help you lose like fat around your tummy you cannot get particular exercises to help you lose fat around like your thighs like at the end of the day it comes from an over being an over uh, a calorie deficit so overall body fat loss okay so no matter what you do no matter it's just like when you do a million sit-ups that's not going to get your body flat stomach you could do a million um i don't know like glute band exercises that's not gonna 
specifically target the inner thigh to help you lose weight. So what you have to do is just continue sticking to your calories, focusing on their day-to-day habits, not the outcome. And over time, um, you know, you may see some change. But also like the thing is with this is that we all lose fat um, from different parts of our body, like at different rates. And like, for example, like um, my you know, some women may like lose fat from their stomach, like that's the first place it goes. But some women might find that actually it's their bum that goes and you don't have any control over it. But what you have control over is like weight training to help build that strength and, you know, tone up and things like that. And, um, you know, being an overall calorie deficit to lose overall weight, etc. So I know that's probably not the answer you want to hear, but there is no particular exercises that will help you do that, unfortunately. So question, running about 40, 50 miles a week, need to feel during the long runs now, this will take me in my calories. So on the days that you do your long runs, you know, what we could do is take you up to like maintenance calories, which I've checked is about 2,400, right? And on those days, maybe they're the days that you do track your calories. One, just to make sure that you're actually getting enough food in for that day, because you know you're going to be running. Um, And you can preempt this. Do you know what I mean? The night before, if you've already planned your meals, you can put all your meals in for that day and see where you're at, including those energy um, gels. And, you know, again, it's not always going to be like this. You're not always going to track. But I think on the days that you, because you're training so hard, like you do need to be more aware of how much food you're getting in, because if you're not feeling yourself enough, then you're going to feel that in your runs at the end of the day. um, And something has, you know, will have to give. So what I'd suggest here is that on the days you run, you could aim for, you know, 2,400 calories, Um, and track those calories throughout the day to make sure that you're fueling and that just gives you a bit more food to play with a bit more kind of um, energy to put into your systems etc and then maybe on the days that you don't run we use the habit-based approach so that's where you have your three high protein meals and a um, high protein snack I know probably you're running more days than not um, but this whole thing's about trial and error and seeing what works for you so maybe on a couple of days this week you could track and try and see where you get to in terms of your calories on that um and then we can kind of uh play around with it and see how you get on but like I said on the days you don't try and follow that habit-based approach but maybe what I'd suggest is on the days that you run and you're trying to hit that higher calorie count um amount sorry take a screenshot of your um nutri check and put it in the group and then we can just have a look and have a chat through it there and like also things like that like do you know what I mean if you want me to check your calories and shit chuck them in the group um because ultimately if I'm helping you it's probably going to help someone else so why not let's all help each other if that makes sense um we spoke about it last night, but it's about just putting um, like takeaways and shit like that in uh, my fitness pal. At the end of the day, it's all just a guesstimate. Like I said, you know, um, food companies can be out by 20% on like the calories anyway. So even if you pick something 600 calories, like it doesn't necessarily mean it's 100% 600 calories. What I would suggest is just trying to find something similar to it, um, i.e. like a curry, a you know rice curry and probably naan. I'm like I'm assuming that's going to be at least seven eight hundred calories. Okay, so you don't have to put the exact one in, but just put something similar to it because it, at the end of the day, it's just so you can get an idea of where you're at. Um, and it's a bit like that pokey pokey bowl. I'm assuming because of the rice and shit like that and the chicken, it's probably going to be five six hundred uh, calories. So literally, just type in pokey bowl pokeball pokeball don't know um and pick that that's also another thing like just say you make a spag bowl or something like a spaghetti bolognese by the way I don't know if you knew that um for dinner 
you don't have to freaking put every single bit of ingredient and the measure in each meal because fuck who has time for that literally just go on to my fitness bell type in spaghetti bolognese it's better to overestimate so just say what five six hundred calories chuck that in and that's fine okay it's all just an estimate just because my fitness pal says you've gone over your calories one day does not mean that you're putting on weight also in terms of that just a quick one if you're using NutriCheck on MyFitnessPal, you need to make sure that your exercise is not connected to it and your steps are not connected to it. Because when I've done your calories, I've already um, taken this into consideration, okay? So if you are tracking, go into like the exercise bit or the steps bit on NutriCheck or MyFitnessPal, turn it off because I've already taken that into consideration. Um, cool. Next question. Make sure I get back on track. Okay. That just means focusing on the healthy essentials. One, workouts. You'll book your workouts in in the gym anyway, so that's fine. Make sure you do that for this week um, so then it's out. You don't have to think about it. Okay, so your nutrition now, um, like obviously you're back from holidays. I think the best thing for you this week is just to start tracking. I know you've gone grocery shopping. Hopefully you've done a bit of planning. Um, Start tracking your food. And then that way you, we can see exactly where you're at for the first week uh, and then, you know, kind of go from there. So that is something that I would say, suggest. And then your habits, you know, maybe it's like focusing on your steps or trying to like this week's probably because you've been on holidays a bit like just getting back into routine, just getting started. And the thing is, there's no magical pill for getting back on track. It's starting. It's doing the work. It's planning. It's booking in your workouts. It's, you know, planning your meals and entering them into my fitness pal and just getting it done like there's nothing else that you can really do but because it's like kind of like the first week back just take it um just take it as it comes and then we can reassess you know at the end of the week chuck it in the group tell me how you're going um you know if there's anything in particular about nutrition that you want my help with in terms of getting on track or tracking or protein put it in the group ask me those questions and i will answer them there for sure Another question, do you recommend weighing ourselves during the uh, program? And if so, how often? Um, You had to put your weight in, obviously, when you initially set up your uh, app. Like, the thing is, I don't hone down on it because personally, I don't like, I know weight loss is an important goal for some of you, but it's not the be all or end all. And the thing is, with scale weight, it fluctuates so much that I don't like, I don't like placing a big focus on it because you could achieve so many amazing things your mindset could have changed you could be getting more protein and you could be now training weights and if that scale weight doesn't come down or hasn't moved significantly I do not want you thinking fuck what's the point of all this like I've made no progress because you absolutely have however if you're going to weigh yourself I would suggest these two ways one weigh yourself on a Wednesday because let's be honest weekends out we're a little bit more out of routine maybe we have a bit more indulgent food or a takeaway or a couple of glasses wine you wake up on monday the scale weights increase 120 percent okay so if you do that you wake up you weigh yourself and it's increased it's going to probably send you into a bloody downward spiral so don't weigh on a monday weigh on a wednesday because by that time the food and everything else will be out of your digestive tract and hopefully like your weight um is a better representation of where you are second option weigh every day the reason I would say weigh every day and if you're someone who gets quite triggered by the fact that your weight fluctuates so much this could be a good kind of um, task for you to do this week is because if you weigh every day you will see that no matter what you do 
your weight your scale weight fluctuates every single day and what that does is allow you to get more comfortable with the fact that that's actually normal and just because your weight's increased one day doesn't mean you've necessarily put on fat okay so those are the two options either weigh on a wednesday once a week or for one week weigh every single day and then see how like see how you find it so that you can become more aware of how much it actually does fluctuate um and then obviously if you're weighing on a wednesday what we can do at the end of the day, weight loss if you're losing weight over six 12 weeks whatever it is there should be a downward trend okay so you'll often see like the graphs will go up and down up and down up and down but over time the if you're losing weight then the graph should come down question was it three workouts i should be doing a week um i would recommend at least two personally if you can get three well you know awesome at the end it has to work for you there's no real right wrong but i would say minimum of two anything more you know for you as a bonus um you know obviously the more you work out i guess like the stronger you'll get quicker and potentially like the more changes you'll see to your body because obviously the more you do you have more opportunity to build muscle tone up etc um but minimum of two if you can get three done well done um but it's about setting those realistic expectations for yourself and what you actually can handle okay uh next one how often do the workouts change with the online program so now that we're going to be having our workout library you're going to have access to everything all the time and i'll be constantly adding so you know express workouts from 10 to 20 minutes dumbbell only workouts gym workouts beginner gym workouts low impact workouts um body weight workouts core workouts like the whole thing's going to be there for you which i'm rolling out by the end of the week um so that way it's just always there no matter where you go, whether you're traveling, you know, whether you're going away, like there is options for everything. So you don't ever feel like you're restricted in terms of that. Um, so that's pretty cool. Oh my God, this episode's been so long. Um, I have to stop it again and just finish up uh, on the third bit. <laughs> okay, last little bit. I know this has been an hour, but I hope you found it helpful. Um, the last question was... Um, is there any way you could record a whole workout so we could do the workout with you at the same time? Okay, so I can do this, absolutely. Obviously, it's not. I'm not going to be doing them every, every single week. Um, but what I would suggest is we'll roll out the, um, the workout library with the express workouts and see how that goes because that's going to also solve the problem of, you know, maybe those 30 minute workouts taking longer than 30 minutes, okay? So, you know, you'll have that option. Um, but what I can do is, I can record a few of these workouts like they were you know they might only be like 15 20 minutes um and what I'll do is I'll go to my other gym and do it on a Sunday or something because then there's no one there um and god you're gonna see me huffing and puffing and probably swearing but absolutely I can um I'm not gonna give a specific time on that just because I will have to go in and do it on like a Wednesday uh, sorry on a Sunday um or otherwise I'll have to fill them in the, my bedroom. Um, so if you don't mind about the bedroom thing, then yeah, I can definitely do that. But that will be on the cards. I put it on my to-do list uh, and hopefully once this new library's um, rolled out, that will also help you in terms of that. And that is it, my ladies. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Any questions, as always, make sure you drop them in the group. Um, if you feel like you want me to go into a bit more detail about your struggle or if there was something I didn't touch on in terms of what you put in your check-in but you want me to, always put it in the um, WhatsApp, okay? If I don't, you know, touch on something in particular that you had on your check-in but you want to talk to me about it, talk to me about it. Put it in the group. Remember, by putting things in the group, 
obviously I'm going to help you but potentially help everyone else as well because that's what a community is about and that's what this you know the group is all about helping each other supporting each other um to feeling your absolute fucking best so enjoy your days I am now off to go hopefully get some bulbs changed but I will report back and I'll talk to you soon